Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right, it's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Oh yes, chill out and enjoy the show. The show is Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn. I'm sitting alongside my dear friend and imbiber in arms, Emma Patterson. Hello! Hello! How are you? I'm really good. That's good to, good to hear. Good to hear. We are at Bigfoot Lodge in the Atwater Village neighborhood of Los Angeles. It's way east for us. We dwell on the west side. We've ventured over here. It's been a trek. It has been a bit of a trek, but I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And, and the reason I'm happy to be here is because joining us in just a few moments, uh, restaurateur, best-selling cookbook author, and Food Network star, Jet Teal is going to be here Ooh, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jet. And uh, today we're going to be uh, sipping on some adult beverages from Small Town Brewery. Uh, they make the wildly popular Not Your Father's Root Beer, among many other flavors. And we're going to be drinking that yeah, today. That, yeah, we're that, doing that up. That, that's a catchy name, too. I've definitely seen that. It is. Yeah, it is very catchy. Not your father's. We're going to play a drinking game later, one yeah. that we've created exclusively for today's guest, Jet Thiele. And hopefully, Emma, we will continue on down that long and winding road towards personal enlightenment. <laughs> so, I want to talk about, uh, well, I want to remind everybody to follow us on the social media. We're at Drinky Fun Time. 
Well, got yeah. Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter. And uh, is there anything Anywhere else, else we can yeah, possibly any be? Any other social media that we're on. So how are you? I'm really good. It's been a really fun few weeks because we're obviously, we've launched and uh, I've really enjoyed the process of people giving feedback about the show. And uh, I love when pe- people drive by in their cars, they roll the window down, they're like, you suck! <laughs> Fucker. That, that only happened a couple of times. Well, a few times, yeah. Just that's over in Venice. What, what is this? It's like is like Los. It's like not Los Feliz, not Echo Park, not Silver Lake. I feel like it's, we are straddling all of those things, and yeah. uh, and yet I feel like we're also in a, a log cabin. Look up there. This got place. Antlers. Yeah, this is like the best log cabin there is because it's got a giant bar. Oh, and they make really fantastic drinks here, which is why we came out. And thanks for having us, Bigfoot Lodge. <laughs> so, not your father's uh, brand, but no, let's go not your father's root beer, which I'd like to try some of that. Is there any around? Do you have some of them? Well, let's not pretend. Anywhere? We're, we're surrounded see. by this stuff. Let me get a bottle. Oh, there it Ooh, is. Oh, that looks good. Mm, it's nice. It says not your father's root beer. I'm going to take a sip, and then I'm going to convulse from my gluten allergy. Here we go. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. And you know what? It isn't my father's root beer because my father's an AA. Uh, So um, (laughs) we'll put that over here. True story. Hang on. Um, So, Emma, do you know where the phrase, you know, the uh, that catchphrase, not your father's? You know where that originated? Uh, By the way, listeners, it's it's lovely and sweet. Uh, No, I don't know anything about that phrase. And obviously, being British, root beer is not right up there in my knowledge bracket. If that's a place in my head, knowledge But the bracket. phrase itself, not your father. No, did you explain. Well, it originated, I did some research, it originated in a TV ad for the Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme back in 1988. They So, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the Oldsmobile kind of epitomized, you know, this middle-class achievement in America, right? Mm. It was like a quality car, but it wasn't flashy. It wasn't a Cadillac. Okay? What would the equivalent be today? I don't know. I don't know. Prius, maybe? Okay. Maybe the Prius, yeah. So by the end of the 80s, though, Oldsmobile is grappling with this idea that middle-age achievement isn't the same thing in America anymore, and it's sort of redefined. So they tried to distance themselves from their old reputation uh, by coming up with this new slogan that was not your father's car. Oh. But the problem was it kind of said more about what Olds wasn't, but not what it was, and it also more or less told a whole generation of Olds older uh, uh, of uh, loyalists that their choice was an embarrassment. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it didn't go well. It did not reinvent the brand. But the phrase uh, caught on. The tagline caught on. But um, it, uh, it didn't help. And by 2004, GM got rid of the Oldsmobile line altogether. Sad. Let's right. raise it. Let's, let's just drink to that. Let's drink we? to that. Here we go. Here's Cheers, the, love. Oldsmobile. Bottoms hardly up. hardly knew you. Um, mm. Mm. I'm liking this, despite my so gluten allergy. So it's, it's got like a... Um, what is it about root beer? It's got almost like a medicinal aftertaste, and yeah, it's sweet and vanilla-y. And I, yeah, there's a little honey, though, in there. Mm. I mean, this has got, this is like almost 6% alcohol. Oh. Yeah, 5.9% ABV on this thing. You go steady, you. It's got a little sarsaparilla taste going on, a little wintergreen. It's almost healthy. I like it. Silky, smooth. When do you drink this stuff? Like at a barbecue? Does it need meat with it? I don't. You know who would know the answer to that? Who? If, if only there was a, like a 
famous chef around that could answer this <laughs> question about what you. So maybe that's what we need to do right now. Maybe right now we need to introduce our guest. Oh, go you on. Do that. Yes. Okay. Well, he um, he is known for so many things, uh, but um, he's appeared on uh, tons of shows, Cutthroat, Kitchen, Guys, Grocery Games, Chopped, Iron, Chef, America, The Best Thing I Ever Ate. By the way, you know what The Best Thing I Ever Ate was? No. I'm not going to say it's so gross. Um, uh, and he's been on Anthony Bourdain. It's like he's a favorite of Anthony Bourdain. Uh, he is he's been on an no L.A. Resident. native. L.A. native. Yeah. I know. Should we should we get him on? Let's do it. Jet Teal, everybody. Hello. Wow. Yeah. What an honor to be here. Crowd it's, loves it. Yeah. You know, I, I think what people in the radio land must understand is I ha- I have to sit here and try to bite my tongue for minutes <laughs> with this amazing witty banter occurring in front of me, uh, wanting too, to jump in. You're too kind, Isn't Jet. He? What wanting he want? to talk about L.A. and Silver Lake and where you guys are and all this stuff. Nothing. Well, I just want to hang let's out with you guys. Let's do it, Jet. Jet, I'm so happy you're here. Emma's so happy you're here. Let's talk about it. Where yes. are we, first of all? We, I, did we screw up at Water No, Village? you had it smack perfectly, man. You are, I, I would consider this Los Feliz. Okay. Right? But because uh, Los Feliz does straddle, uh, Silver Lake and Echo Park. I mean, you both smacked it perfectly, but I would officially say, and this is the coolest, one of the coolest bars. It, it's Oh, my God. Just to set the scene, I mean, it's yeah. all wood. You got a Sasquatch National Forest yep. sign right here. There's some, of course, uh, animal heads mounted. We got to have it that in brilliant. the lodge. Uh, it There's fire. a giant boar, scary-looking yeah. boar right over top of Emma. Smokey and, the Bear greets you as you come in. That is the entrance statement of, of this uh, amazing establishment. So. And this is kind of a local spot for you, right? You it live, is. You're, you're by, nearby here. Um, is this the area where you grew up? Uh, I spent most of my life here. So I was born in Alhambra. And again, for yeah. people like in podcast land, uh, east, of, east L.A., right? I was born in East L.A., but my family opened the first Thai grocery store in the history of America <gasps> about two miles away from here. So, yeah. yeah, we're considered the east side. And, yeah, I've seen this place go from... Uh, from um, <laughs> I had to wear a bulletproof vest to hipster. Yeah. To hipster. Now that was you're talking about. It's called Bangkok Market. It's called right? Bangkok Market. Bangkok That's Market. Right. still there today. That's and that right. was in the seventies. Sixties, believe it or not. Sixties. Nineteen sixty-six. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. We came in sixty-six. Opened the store in seventy-two. So, okay. man, you guys got your notes down. Yeah, man, I feel got, like I'm in. This uh, down. Yeah. So, you so you grew up here. Yes, sir. What was the what was Asian cuisine like? when you were a child in this area? So there was zero Asian cuisine. I mean, we are actually close to Chinatown, so we're probably okay. about four miles away from Chinatown, which has been around since, you know, early 1900s. So, so Asian cuisine was uh, Chinese food, right, in America. And then, uh, of course, in the 60s and 70s, there was Vietnamese um, that came through. The Thais came in in 1960. So, um, so, you know, Asian food now, this is one of those amazing pockets in America that is kind of smack between little Tokyo Thai town, Filipino town, Koreatown. It is, it is really the coolest ethnic food hub, I think, in L.A., if not in the country. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I mean, Bourdain, if you watch Bourdain, yeah. he, his enthusiasm for this, the episodes you've done with him, yeah. he seems that, you know, and he's, it takes a little bit for him to <laughs> sort of get his, you know, to see where he's really, really getting a rise out of him. And I think this place Seems to be one of his favorite areas for cuisine. Yeah, I mean, if you are we talking about Thai town? 
just actually all those towns. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 We're okay. talking about all the towns that we mentioned. Because it is, it is so, I mean, each pocket, it's difficult to even know sometimes when you're, which one you're in, because it's like, I feel like we don't, we're not blessed with this where we live on the West on side. On the West side. And then May we got I here ask? today and it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. The different stores and, and, and such. So when Anthony Bourdain came here, what was he most sort of overwhelmed by first? Or what was his, what was he eager to, to see? Yeah, so when we did No Reservations, um, so I'm kind of Anthony Bourdain's kind of like the Thai, one of his Thai guys. It's like Andy Ricker and myself. And so he wanted to see the first established Thai town in the country. And it's, it's six blocks on Hollywood Boulevard between Western and Normandy where you get the best Thai food in America. And that's what he was really kind of enamored with or amazed by. I mean, America, I think, as a country, like New York has fine dining. It has a lot, it has a lot of big history of cuisine. But if we are talking about global influence cuisine, if we're talking about ethnic cuisine, the West Coast is where it's at. So that's what we have here, I think, on this coast. Mm. Jen, let me ask you this. Somebody's coming in for one... One night, one Oof. night only. Oof. They want to have the best Thai food. <gasps> where are you sending them? Where, where do we go? You're getting me in trouble, bro. You know you're, you know you're, you're spark. Give us three. I'll give, give us three. three. Give How's us three. that? Give okay. me three, and I'm still going to get my All butt right. chewed out. Give us three. Yeah, what are the rules here, what, I'm, what I can say? <laughs> Whatever you want. I yeah, said you can, Oh, you can say anyway. ass. Okay, I can yeah. say ass. I can say my, I'm going to get my ass kicked by like every other Thai family in L.A. Thank you very much. But okay, if I, if I have to, I'm gun to my head. Thai, Northern Thai food, you're going to go to a place called Spicy Thai Barbecue. It's on Santa Monica and Normandy. Southern Thai food, you're going to go to Gelada's, okay, okay. like world famous. And then you're going to go to a restaurant called Yai, Y-A-I. It's a little strip mall next to 7-Eleven. Bobby Flay and I have a standing uh, uh, mandate every uh, season when he's shooting Food Network Star at Yai's restaurant. So you might see us there. So. That's awesome. <laughs> so what, what, this, quickly, the difference between... Northern Thai and Southern Thai. Yeah, cuisine. yeah. You know, it's it's not that different. I mean, you can kind of compare it to American cuisine because you know, um, in North Northern Thailand is all dense forest, a lot of uh, uh, animals, right? So we eat a lot of uh, livestock, etc., pork, beef, etc. The south 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 of Thailand, as you think about like the movies, like like the beach or the Adam and Sea, Phuket, etc. Yeah. So uh, seafood. Uh, the center we've got this big thing called the Mekong River that runs all the way through. So we have a lot of freshwater fish. So yeah. and we have four culinary regions. They're all completely unique they're all amazing but uh that's the kind of the easy way to differentiate the four um the eating areas of thailand mm. is yeah. there anywhere on the because we so we live over in venice area oh wow anything over there like S- in terms of thai food <laughs> jolina no i'm <laughs> kidding uh, <laughs> i'm kidding that is my favorite don't believe oh, no, jolina don't. you know who was just in jolina not who? long ago lady gaga Oh, big stir on Abbott Kinney Boulevard. No uh, Lady kidding. Gaga. You guys live in a great little pocket. I gotta yeah, tell it's you. it's fun over there. But in terms of, th- I haven't really found great uh, Thai food. You know who's coming to your area though? Who? Chris um, from Night Market. So, oh wait, okay. this, now this has been something that we've been excited about since maybe last year. You're right. And it was supposed to open in February, and yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Tumbleweed. What's going on? I love how you call people out. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Where is it saying, supposed to be? Do you know where it Chris Yembrunrung, you're being called out on Drinky Fun Time, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Rung. come on, Chris. Pull up your socks. <laughs> yeah, man. We need some Thai food. What are you doing over I'm here? I'm further going to dig his hole because right now I think he's in the south of France, Chris. Oh, I know. damn and, that guy. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's not like his it's permits or something. I think he's basically just touring around Europe and eating at the best restaurants yeah so tough life bro yeah. get on it you're being called out venice needs you by the way it's it's Reset. amazing that there's this whole sort of uh this whole community 
of of chefs. You kind of all know each other. Everybody's on TV. In fact, we've got an event. Uh, by the time this show goes up, it'll have already happened. Uh, L.A. Food and Wine. Where you're going to get? Are you going to be doing way. some I'll stuff see there? You guys yeah, we'll there be, for sure. And uh, you know, it, it's do you, do you, do you guys like just call each other up and go, hey, I, I got this idea? Or do you do, do trade secrets and that sort of thing? It's really cool because I mean, a kid, I am you know, as everyone knows now, I was born here, so I've been cooking in this town for thirty years. So a bunch of like you know, like you know. Name them, you know, Curtis. Who else is going to be on the show? Like, we got to plug all your chefs. Are oh, we be got on the show. Uh, Scott yeah, Conant. Scott Conant. Scott so Conant, I know Stone. Scott. Yeah, uh, Scott was one of my first mentors of the first time I was on Chop, like eight nine years ago. Curtis Stone and I go back to for, to uh, take home chef. You'll talk about that. Okay, you know what I mean. And so we've all cooked around the same cities, uh, and and it's it's like the juniors have grown up to be the varsity team now. And uh, it, it's fun like now watching the juniors. So yes, it's a it's a very tiny community. Um, we've all those three chefs, us three chefs in particular, have done a lot of time behind restaurants and not just been on TV. So no, much respect. But it's it's a little we're a little community, man, and we all know each other. So uh, we all give each other a hard time. We're doing it's, it. We're doing. Oh, sorry, real quick. Been, we're, we're doing a. Why, before I forget this, we're doing this event. But we're going. Em and I are going. It's called Bourbon and Beyond oh, yes. in Kentucky, and it's this big festival of music and bourbon and food and we're going to be there in september we're going to be doing a bunch of sh- uh, shows from there but it's tom colicchio wow. uh chris cosentino jose salazar anthony falco so i'm assuming you know all of these we guys all, most of us know each other especially uh since i jumped into like tv land uh, a few years ago yeah then my then your little your circle I- increases okay by the way your jobs suck i'm sorry <laughs> that yeah. what do you mean drinking <laughs> drinking bourbon and uh, hanging out with, with chefs any yeah. veteran well, the bands are incredible. Eddie Vedder. Steve Miller Band, Eddie Vedder, Stevie oh, Nicks, Band of dude. Horses, Amos Lee. Like These are all... Do you guys need a PA or something Hey, like that? come on. You want to come to Kentucky yeah, with yo, us? I'm, yeah, let's I'm, do I'll it, PA. man. I'm pretty you strong can, you for can, a little guy. You can guest co-host with us. We'll, bring, we'll put you right on. <laughs> so boastful. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Emma, awful. How... We've got to get two flights there. Oh, oh, we don't know where we're staying yet. No, no one's going to know who oh, we are. Give Emma some root beer. <laughs> I have yeah, to. Exactly. Come on. You know what? Emma, you need some. Maybe not root beer. Why don't you try the ginger ale? Oh, oh yeah. You're, well, right. so, yeah, you're not a ginger. So but yeah. No, no. About this. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Now your father's. Um, yes, yes. Ginger. I'm please grabbing uh, one. grab one. So small town brewery, right? Um, I got to know them, you know, uh, earlier this year, and I'm like. This, you know, when you stumble on a product and, yeah. and you're like in your personal life, and I'm like, dude, this is delicious. Yeah. And I understand the whole branding. Thank you for the story, by the way, the Oldsmobile story. I did not yeah, know that's that. That's where it came from. Because this definitely is not your father's any of these delicious beverages. So we, we, we created a really fun kind of grilling campaign together. Um, and, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, uh, round peg, square hole mm-hmm. kind of thing. But this time, it all, there's so many like culinary aromatic notes in, in all of these beverages that it was a kind of a no-brainer to make uh, ribs, to, to make, you know, to cook yeah. like skewers with. So, so anyway, you know, it, it was not hard to make me drink this amazing, these amazing it's, beverages. It's and cook this, with so this one here, what do you have? I'm on the ginger ale. I'm on the ginger ale now. I'm okay. on the ale. And obviously you can drink this two with ease because I'm pretty sure mm. this is clean. Yeah, so, so, so light, uh, obviously on, on the alcohol, we both know, we all know that now. Ginger, citrus, but like 
Not like you wait, know, wait, when, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let me tell you one thing though about tell the Chidro. This is five point nine percent. Yeah, so that's a high. That's a yes. high end beer. There, you know, you're you're getting some alcohol. You in say beer. that I mean, like it's a bad thing, man. No, what is I'm, wrong I'm a with fan you? of I'm this. I'm so stoked. And about this that. one's got like I, I like the real. It's got a woody quality to right. it that I really right. enjoy in this. It's and, smooth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good, good bit of a sweetness there, but you know what? It's not. Over although it was five point nine, it didn't taste like it's crushing. No, no, you, you're not alcohol. getting. You're not getting. Oh, not at all. You're not getting that that sort of overwhelming. It's yeah. re, in fact, this one's deceptive in that. And I, you know, you <laughs> that get, you drank four you, of them already. Go, you, you, yeah. could, you could go. Well, is there any alcohol in this thing? You know, um, they all taste like they have zero alcohol. And um, then there's this vanilla, vanilla cream oh, ale. Oh, cream ale. Mm. Now, England. I need to ask. Uh, I'm guessing you're from England. Uh, you would be. <laughs> I don't correct. know what gave that away. Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as American kids, we grew up with root beer. Mm. Yeah. So is there is there, is there root beer? Is that root no, beer a thing? No, there's is it, not. Okay. Uh, well, I have to keep saying that I moved seven years ago, so apologies, folks at home, if you're like, yeah, we drink root beer, but I'm pretty sure we don't. <laughs> Dandelion and burdock. Ever heard of that? <laughs> Dandelion. Isn't that a uh, tweed jacket company? <laughs> probably. But Should yeah, be. it's on our Is that a cure for like a, <laughs> an ailment or something? No, isn't it? <laughs> that's anal, a real... Anal leakage. You're supposed to rub some dandelion and burdock <laughs> on your ass. That's yeah, right? a real that drink a in England. Okay. And it, it's probably, I think, the equivalent of your root beer. Okay. And it's got a herbally kind of taste to it. Yeah. It's not boozy because root beer wasn't boozy, is it? It's both. Normally. But it's, no, it, now it, it's it is. Not. Oh, no, in, in history it has been and it has not been. So, and like to your point, it, there was a medicinal use for yeah. root beer back oh. in the day. So, so good, good, good palate there. Ah. It, says yeah. it, it says a dandelion and burdock drink contains carbonated water, burdock, B, yeah, yeah, uh, sweeteners, culiners, phosphoric acid. What This sounds lovely. Wow. Citric acid. <laughs> can, you, da- yeah. can you please give the nice story about how it originated? In the Middle Ages, uh, they think. They used to chain up people in the Middle Ages <laughs> and <laughs> force it down their gullet. They must say, dandelion yeah. and oh. origin into that silly thing. It sounds it nice, though. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Kids are a bit like, ooh. Is and it my medicinal for kids, it. though? Or is it? It was more for kids when my grandparents were kids. And Understood. And, and it's just as old as I can think root beer would be. And, and it's got, like I say, that kind of herbally aftertaste. Very cool. Very, very cool. But uh, back to your point, do am I aware of root beer? Not, I am, but I would never order it. Mm. What about the vanilla cream? We, got, we also have a vanilla cream. Did you have vanilla cream soda when you were? Did you have no. soda shops in like the forties and like we no. had in America, like the little like no? Okay. You guys just would take flavors like caramel and vanilla and just run with them. And put Did you have them in toilets? Everything. Do you have uh, <laughs> running water? Outdoor toilets. Running yeah. water. Uh. Well, one thing I will say about. England. Most of them speak American, and I uh. and, and I feel comfortable when I go over there because of that. Yeah. See, look, yeah. She's, now she's <laughs> mad at me. Later. She's so mad right now. You know, dude, I don't know the that, backstory. I'm get hit with a bottle of root beer. Can I get the like the the thirty <laughs> second backstory on how y'all met? We are we are old friends. Okay. I'm I'm the old part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, we uh, use friends loosely. We, we use the word. Yes, we, that you, we, use the, <laughs> we use the term. Uh, yeah, no, we you know we decided to do we uh, producer Bo, mm-hmm. our mutual friend, wink wink Emma. Uh, ah, one of us is makes Bo out her Bo. One of us makes so out Bo, with Bo is your Bo, Emma. Is you see, uh, if the shit yeah. hits the fan with this relationship, now you just ruined it. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next time around, Jed will be on next year to be like, where? What happened to Emma? Oh man. 
man. Oh, I'll, I'll try to put on an accent. Bow. It'll be very if bad. Emma gets axed. You'll know why. Um, so yeah, we and we decided to do this show, and cool. One thing led to another, and now you're here. And you guys are brilliant, by the way. Oh, I thanks, am man. a fan. Thank oh, you. For the show. Give us two we're more minutes. We're sick of us. Well, go. we'll see how you feel in just a minute, because what we're going to do is we're going to quickly pay some bills, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to play the Jet Tila. <laughs> Drinking game. Oh, man. So oh, excited no. for this. <laughs> and we'll be right back after these words. Hi, guys. It's Emma Patterson from Drinky Fun Time. And there's something I seriously need to share with you. I don't particularly love my hair at the best of times, but finding the right hair color is the absolute bane of my existence. Not only are hair salons horribly expensive, you can just while away way too much time in there. I've spent far too long flicking through three-month-old celebrity magazines that I don't give a crap about while waiting for my perfect hairstyle. And guess what? I have left more times than I can remember with the wrong colour. Colours that just haven't suited my skin, my brow tone or my eye colour or it's over-processed, or worse, it's been yellow before. Even when I've tried drugstore box hair dyes, the shade is always unpredictable. I never know what I'm going to get. But, you know, being blondes, it's always a gamble. But it shouldn't be. I want to share right now that I've found a solution. E-Salon offers professional-grade, completely personalised colour created just for you, and it's delivered right to your door with your name on the bottle and with instructions on how to get your hair just the way you want it. Just go online, fill out a super quick, easy questionnaire, upload your photo and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So you have that salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips. And if you have any questions, the hair colour experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away. It really could not be easier. And you've not even left your home at this point. And if you want something a little bit different next month, just ask. So this is your colour. You've created it yourself with the help of eSalon and they understand and they want you to get it just right. Plus... There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So really, if you're not completely happy with your colour, eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It's amazing. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y. That's just $10 for your personalised hair colour. That's eSalon.com slash drinky. Okay, we're back, and uh, I'm very excited to be back. How about you, Emma? Oh, I'm, I've got a little bit drunk while they... What? They what? <laughs> no. Well, you wouldn't believe it. This stuff's almost 6%. you got to be it's careful really with it. you really got to be careful. Jet Jet looks fine. I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've My liver is conditioned. So. We're, we're going to see Daddy. how fine uh, Jet is. You know why, Emma? Why? Because... It's time to play... The drinking game. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. So we're playing. Uh, this is the Jet Tila drinking game. Oh, Jet, have you, have you played this before? I've not played You've this not before. played this before. So um, the theme of, of the Jet Tila drinking game today is Jets and Tilas. 
There's the team. <laughs> Jets and Tealas. And we're gonna be pl- and you're gonna be playing against Emma today. Oh, and we're Emma. going to be playing you're for going down. two prizes. A bottle of Mekong. Yes. Mekong. And we're going to so Mekong, uh, people call it Thai whiskey. It is not it's whiskey. It's not whiskey. It is more akin to a spiced rum. That's true. Exactly it's basically right. 95% molasses and then some distilled sake. And we're going to talk about Mekong in a little bit. Uh, and then. You're the man, by the way. We also brought along <laughs> some, I'm going to f- screw this up, a Chinda Thai coconut rolls. With natural original, with natural original, <laughs> a product nice of Thailand. One. Are you nice familiar one. with these? That's, that's such like I, okay, like uh, Radio Land. I'm Asian, so I'm going to say it, but that's super English right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was super. So tra- yeah. let's just welcome. Uh, oh yeah, and we got Brandon Burkhart just Brandon. So Brandon, throw those off. headphones on you, and then so Brandon brought over so. We're just telling Jet what he's going to be playing for in the game, sure, the Mekong sure. and the and the Thai coconut rolls with natural original. I love natural and original. Let me make sure you got your mic over next to your mouth. <laughs> natural yeah, original what? So Brand- yeah, exactly. So Brandon Burkhart is the GM here at Bigfoot Lodge, and um, big fan Brandon. Hey, yes, we are. Yeah, and, and, uh, I recognize and, your face. And you know Sorry. what? Everybody loves Brandon. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So, so, no, he's not for everybody. That was my yeah. tombstone. Here lies Brandon Burkhardt. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't for everybody. How do I play this game? I'm really Oh, nervous. we're going to get into the game in a second. But real quick, while we have Brandon with us, um, we want to uh, – he, he came up a little – we got a little surprise for you here, not only with the Mekong. This is a, a Mekong-based uh, drink called the King and I, K-H-I-N-G-G, and I – yeah, and Brandon made it. This is from a recipe That's from Pock 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 Pock's restaurant mm-hmm. up in Portland, Oregon. I think they got had one here, right? Yep, yeah, yep, um, uh, yep. So, uh, Brandon, tell us a little bit about this cocktail that we brought out. Well, the cocktail is uh, Mekong uh, ginger syrup, fresh lime juice, and what I've done in place of muddling fresh ginger, as I didn't have any, as I do have uh, candied ginger, which is just as spicy. It actually provided a little bit uh, more spice into the drink than I think is common. However, being that it is also candied, I cut down the ginger syrup by about like uh like two mil and it's okay. beautiful and balanced and i don't know if you're all familiar with mekong but yeah being great i grab think that yeah, we grab grow up with, but i think of it more of a by the rum. way do you know what king means in thai you know the tie-in why it's called the king and i uh, another no. note, king is the Thai word for ginger. You're welcome. Hey. Oh, You're wow. welcome. Look at, yeah. look at king. Frick king, of course. Yeah, showing off over there. <laughs> <laughs> look it's at the real big well, Here's what I know. I do know Mekong is named after the river, and you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier it runs, uh, I guess, through Southeast Asia, and it's along Thailand's northeastern border, right? That's you, where the, you go, boy. Yeah, and this stuff we just mentioned earlier is a lot of people refer to it as Thai whiskey. Mm-hmm. It is not whiskey. Cane, yeah, rice. it's like a spiced rum. Yeah, it's yeah. a rum. Molasses yeah. and distilled sake. Right. Uh, let me try this drink. Though. So, so part of the game is not to drink this drink and guess what it is. I can drink this, oh right? My can God. I have this That's now? Good. Drink that. Yeah, my try that. In oh, yeah. the words of Harry Craddock, you better drink it fast while it's still laughing. I just at you. thought he was. Like you're playing <laughs> for. You're game. playing for a full bottle of mm. makeup. We brought you your own bottle. Or oh. Emma. Or Emma would win it. I need a moment. How good is that? This is so. Amazing. Cheers. The ginger oh. is not overly spicy. It's herbaceous. It's, it dovetails perfectly into the acid. There's a little the note wine. of uh, lemon oh verbena God. that I think you catch off that Mekong. Oh, it's so nice. Are oh. we able to try it without? Yeah, I don't think we I've have ever some had here. It. Yeah, I don't know. We'll grab it. I'll, I'll bring the uh, bottle we'll get, back. Yeah, we'll in get a that in a minute. Glasses. So let me let, let me ask you, what, Jet? What would you pair Delicious. with? What would you pair with? Just off the top of your head, what's the dish to pair with this drink? 
So ginger, you guys are collaborating on something. Yeah, ginger and citrus are kind of like the the leading notes here, Absolutely. right? Is what I have. A really uh, not too much sweetness. I would do a crispy rice northern Thai sausage salad Amazing. with this. Perfect. So Ooh. fried uh, jasmine rice, so it's crispy. Can, some can fresh sausages. I can do right now. Let me get back there. I was thinking <laughs> Radna. Yeah, Radna would be really nice too. Yeah, uh, but something with herbs in it, maybe oh, like basil so stir fry, amazing. something with more herbaceousness. Yeah, dude, I could pair this with anything though. I mean, I would make this into an ice pop and just walk around in it in a so hundred degree Taiwan. <laughs> dude, this is brilliant, man. Seriously. Now, now have you wow. made many Mekong cocktails before? Uh, I've made several, but not. You know, it's it's one of those things that, particularly at bars like this, where you walk in and they're so renowned for for the for the whiskey program and you know the bourbon and the scotch and the rye that we all have up there and then a bunch of the white whiskeys that's that anything that's not immediately in that's what people ask for here you sure know? and then when it gets hot it turns into tequila weather for whatever it is like rum and rum like spirits like that balcones rumble which is one of my favorite funky spirits from balcones texas from texas yeah, yeah yeah um you know i love it i stand by it and i've had it on the shelf in a cocktail and i could not i mean i sat on a bottle for a year you know, really? just wiping dust off of it every every couple months. Drank the damn thing myself. Well, now everybody's going to be coming in here asking for Mekong yeah, cocktails. Yeah. The King and I. Yeah. Um, this this thing is is <laughs> really really. Re- can I have it over here? Yes, yes, you can. It, it's so refreshing. It yeah. really is. And I yeah, it's have great. a little bit more. Maybe we could try a little Mekong straight up. Yeah, I'll be back with oh, a couple yeah. glasses. I'll be right back. Wait, wait, wait. Chris, hold on. Er, Chris, Brandon, yeah. Burkhart. You know what? By the way, do you know where that Chris came from? I don't. I did a memory association thing. Mm-hmm. I grew up with someone named Chris Burkhart. Oh, shit. So that's how I remembered your yeah. name. So that's why I'm going. Well, Chris. I killed him and took his identity. <laughs> changed the first time. Dan's also old. Crowd, crowd loves that. <laughs> yeah. Crowd loves it. All right, crowd, shut up. <laughs> okay. So he's, he's going to grab us a bottle of Mekong. And you stock Mekong all the time? Uh, I will be. You will now. <laughs> will uh, now. Yeah, I'm going to tell everyone to come here. Get after over here, yeah. Town and have yeah. drinks. Mm. So. We actually have a dude that does a Thai food pop-up about once a month. Um, that's going to be start. He he took a break over the summer, but in the fall he'll be here again doing that. He sets up right on the front patio, and we'll, we'll do a pairing for that. I will be here. Great! I look forward. Amazing! I'll be back with some glasses. Thank you, Brandon. Cheers, See y'all. you in Indeed. a moment. Thank you. Here we go. I'll take that one. Okay. Don't think you got out of it yet. I know. Playing. I thought you'd forgot. And by the way, you're game. playing. You're, you're again. You're playing against Emma. Okay. She's so happy because she doesn't often get to play for the prize. So what we need now, we're gonna have some <laughs> questions. We're gonna have a series of questions. But what we need you to do is to tell us your ring in noise. You have to have a ring in noise. Oh. Be anything. Oh. I have one. It can just be Emma. Yeah. What's yours? Oh, I can never think of one. She just does what. You know. Mine's a reggae horn. Let's see. So if I this so on, mine's gonna be the reggae horn because I love. You know, like I love that the the reggae horn. You can you can make it happen. Okay. Does that work at That's all? Good. Okay. Hold that, that up to that mic. Is that too loud? Too not loud enough? That's okay. your ra- you sure you're able to hit that button yep. quick enough? Okay. <laughs> Emma, what's yours? I don't have anything. Oh hello. <laughs> you you can, like that? You can just you can tap I'm on your bottle. Oh okay, yeah. Okay. There, there we go. go. Can you hear that? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Getting very drunk. Okay. So it is a trivia game. It is a trivia game. You will buzz in. I will answer a series of questions again. The Jet Teela drinking game. The theme is Jets and Teelas. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Everybody ready? No. No. Go. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. On January 15, 1970, at Dulles International Airport, First Lady of the United States, Pat Nixon, christened the first of this type of jet airliner. What was it? Hang on. Oh, oh, Jet Teela. I would say 747, uh, the jumbo jet. Is that your final answer? I guess so. 
Are you sure? Yes, sir. Yes, congratulations. Emma. That was fair. I'm sorry. Yeah. Since I wasn't born, nor right. American, I know oh, nothing about it. She's calling us old, Man. dude. She's calling wow. us old. Nope. I've go on. Just for that. Uh, <laughs> just for that, Emma, you take take a sip of that makeup. Yes. Okay. Yes. Take some Brandon just poured us some makeup. Now take a sip of that, and that's your <laughs> It's not punishment, but let's see let, how is that? It's by definitely the way? not punishment. Oh, it's smooth and milder than I thought it was going to be. It doesn't make me, um, you know, Gassy. give me a sharp intake of breath. Let's say. Oh, Ooh, I like Thank that you, description. Oh, it doesn't make you go. Mm, yeah. Oh, I like sharp intake of breath. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Smooth, that's isn't really it? smooth. It's got a little toffee in there, a little bit of caramel. A lot of caramel yeah. because of the rum, mm. right? Mm. Okay, Delicious. back to the game. Back to the game. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's, let's let's make this like Emma losing fast. No, so let's just no, do this. it's all right. I never one, win. I one never nothing. Win. Jet is up here. <laughs> Question number two. Another date I'm throwing in here. January twelfth, nineteen sixty-nine. By the way, this game is so patently unfair for Emma right now. <laughs> exactly. On January twelfth, nineteen sixty-nine, uh, this team won Super Bowl three in what's considered one of the. Oh, Jetila. Am I doing this enough? Yeah, go, go, go on. I'm actually doing it to just rub it into Emma more. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I would say the New York Jets, yo. Oh. Wow. Emma, He's Emma, it. Emma, the game is Jets and Tila. Oh, there's oh, a clue hey. in the title. Jets There I you go. I wish I knew enough football team names. That's correct. The New York Jets were the heavy underdog, and they beat the Baltimore Colts by a score of 16-7. to 7. All right, Emma. Hopefully you can uh, get on the board here with this next question. You know another reason why this game's not fair? Why? Football is not football, football in England. Right. Yeah, they play this soccer. One, this one's kind of more fair. Okay. Question number three. <laughs> on October 9th, 2007... MTV de- debuted this bisexual-themed dating show. <laughs> bisexual-themed dating show. What? Anybody? I have no idea. Wait, it's got a, a dealer or Jet in the title. I know, right? What the? Oh, wait. Jet Tila. It has to do with Tila Tequila, obviously. Oh, right? she's, she's a hot person. The name of the yeah. show. The name of the show oh. is In Bed the exact with title. Tequila. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. If you, what kind of glass are you drinking out of? If you do a, a shots with tequila, tequila. <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> we've been drinking too much. I love this. The answer is a shot of a shot at love oh. with tequila, tequila. Your favorite show, oh, clearly. Man, well, that's too. So we've got a life. Nobody you. got that one. So now we're gonna get down. Question. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, Emma, but uh, you wanted to play. I didn't. I forgot. Like, dude, you, I, I forgot here. that I wanted to play. Question number four is: I don't even know why I'm reading this. <laughs> TILA, T-I-L-A, is an acronym for United States federal law designed to promote the informed use of consumer credit. What does TILA, T-I-L-A, stand for? Oh, the name of the act. Wait a minute. If I answer this, you're really Alvin's going to make fun of me. Yeah, go ahead. Jet Tila. Okay. Um, wait, wait. The which, which which form of which 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 arm of government again? It's the. Uh, it's, it's a con- federal it's law uh, requires disclosures about. To- it's for credit card companies. Got it. Lending. Oh, 
Ooh, yeah, ooh, no, ooh. it's it's uh -oh. tied. It's something so information lending act or something. The What's the T? Tax and Lending Association. <laughs> they need affiliation. It's to try to keep them honest. So what does TILA stand for? Oh man, keep those companies honest. It's the What in Lending Act. It is the What in Lending. Emma, help me out here. It's the, the something has to do with fairness, and it's that a T, T word. You weren't mm. lying. You'd be truth. Truth in truth. There you go. The truth in Finish lending it off, act. girl. Finish it off. Truth. Truth in lending act. In the the eyes for in. Yeah. Oh, the truth in lending act. Yay! Who knew? Who knew? All right, we'll give you that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Final question, and you need this to tie, and then we go to the bonus question, oh which I didn't God. make up yet. But here we go. <laughs> the song, Jet can be found on what famous Paul McCartney and Wings album? Oh, the song the Jet love of can be found on what famous Paul McCartney this and Wings? This is more towards no the one England. Ever Paul McCartney album. <laughs> well, think of a famous Paul McCartney and Wings album. Oh, man. Dude. No. No, this is, this you is got stupid. us this here. This is all you. Why? <laughs> I haven't got Try it again. a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> the answer is... Band on the Run. Mm. Band <laughs> on the Run. Go on, sing. You well, sing it. here's sing the thing. It, bro. Sing it. Let me do the. Because we fell into the sun. <laughs> and the second there. Having fun. Yeah, right? You have a great falsetto, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is suing me right now. They're sending oh. a letter off right now. So, okay, uh, if I do the math here. I'm winning. Two to one. No, Jet won. Uh, he yeah. wins the bottle of Mekong. Well, thank goodness. Jet Tila <laughs> is our winner. Hold on. There we go. Yes. Oh. You're taking home a bottle of Mekong and some Thai coconut rolls with natural original. <laughs> em, I'll split the, I'll split the, 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 the loot. I'll split the loot. Pick there your you loot. Yeah, let's there split them go. all up. So. Oh, yeah. There you go. This Thank you for that. This just was not in any way fair. I, don't wow. I, I just don't see this the point. exciting stuff. So let's talk about Mekong a little bit. Have you ever had it before? Like, had did you it drink it? You're not regularly. I had it way earlier than I probably should have. Well, because right, it's that's why you've got yes. hollow legs now. <laughs> it's my father's. It was my father's drink of choice, and in Thailand, it's very common to be like we do mixers. Like that's how ninety nine percent of like Thai people consume Mekong is with a mixer, soda back, Coke. Well, whatever. when we went so, and got, yeah. it's funny because we went and got it. We went to a, a, a market over here uh, nearby, and when we were buying it, yeah. the woman at the counter said. You want some uh, soda water? That's, That's it. That's what yeah, she asked. We're like, she why did. do we need it? Yeah. yeah. She says what most people get it with, soda water. And That's you proceeded it. to tell her how to drink it. <laughs> By the way, what was that market? Because that place was a wonder. Silom, I think. Silom. It must be close to where your parents would have been. Silom Market. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. we went in there and I was like, wow, I want to just buy Everything. We've got to spend all day in there. Just don't know what to do with it. We should know. go there next. We'll go eat. Well, let's go eat Thai food next time. Okay. That's what we yeah, should. Yeah, next time we're there doing we go. Thai food. Where, where are we going to go again? <coughs> um, we'll go to Yai. Um, the strip mall yeah. one. The strip mall one, and then we'll come have drinks here at Bigfoot. Okay, there it I is. I like that. I like this. So you, um, what do you got coming up, Jet? Um, what's next for you? Okay, a few things. Uh, we've got a, a few episodes of Beat Bobby Flay coming up. Um, I'm doing six shows now, so. Uh, like I got said, 500 bucks on you, by the <laughs> way. Your that's money well yeah. spent. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh no. So yeah. So the book, uh, you know, like I said, the 101 Asian recipes you need to eat before you die. It's been out for a few months now. Uh, yeah, bestseller. Um, I'm actually uh, stupidly, but you, I'm not talking to 
two authorities here. I'm actually embarking on my second book already. Am I making? Oh. Am I crazy? Yeah, I'd say <laughs> I would. What do you think, Dan? Uh, um, well, his books are selling. Yeah, uh, so it's probably worth writing story. them. Stop. Mine, on the other hand. Um, I can't make movies of mine, though, Dan. That's right. That's right. It's called American Wino, by the way, if you want to get it. Uh, that's right. You know, what do I say about writing books? I, you know, the best part of it is finishing. That's there a great feeling. Well, you know, when you, <laughs> when you finish, it's an amazing feeling. Exactly. But when you sit down and that, you know, you look at that blank document, it's kind of... We look at the wall of post-it notes. But anyway, so the book's out. I've got a few shows on Food Network. And um, yeah, just, you know, the fall, uh, we're, we're coming up in fall already. Can you believe it, guys? So Crazy. fall on Cutthroat Kitchen would be a lot of fun because you might see us like dressed up in many different costumes oh. for Cutthroat Kitchen with Alton Brown. Can I, so. can I just pitch an idea for your next book? Yes. Someone, a little known chef called Jamie Oliver, oh. decided he was going to write a book called How to Write a Cookbook. And I was really excited about this because my sister is really talented and but lacking in confidence to go out and say be on a TV show, mm -hmm. uh, as I can't blame her. But I thought I'll get her this book and it might inspire her to do her own book. This is a great idea. So I bought it on Amazon, I think. Never arrived. Years later, it turns out you can sell a book on Amazon before you've even written it. And Jamie Oliver, sorry, dude, you didn't write it. No never published way. it. Yes. So there was a pre-sale yeah. and never, never shipped. No. This is so a brilliant it idea. It didn't exist. Do you know how much <laughs> money we can make, guys? <laughs> this is your book. That's I'm giving it to you. It's a free <laughs> No, no, 10%. You could have agents, finders fee. Wow. How to write I think a you've cookbook. stumbled uh. upon a whole new industry of fraud here that, yep. we could, that, we could, <laughs> that we could jump on. They did give me my money back. Don't worry. But, uh, Drinky fun time from behind bars. I like yeah. that. Chad, I want to ask you, yeah, we'll do, how about like a little rapid fire uh, thing here? I'm gonna, Let's do it. Because you know L.A. better than anybody in the L.A. culinary oh, scene. I don't know I'm going to throw that. out some styles of food. Okay. And you just say a place where you so go. You just want to get me in more trouble. Yeah, you just want all my other friends from that category to get mad. This, I put, we're going to put this list up on Facebook of the places where okay. you just, and just right off the top of your head. Here I we like go. That. I'm going to, I want to throw some out here. And Emma, if you've got any, you throw out. Emma, so help gonna, me out here. I'll start. I mean, if you want to throw out a, a style of food as well. So let's go pizza. Oh, tough, dude. See, I, it's too hard. It's too hard for me. Italian. To, uh, Jelena uh, pizza. Jelena pizza. All right. Brilliant. Jelena pizza. Wings. Oh, man. See, again, too hard. Too no, hard for rapid on, fire. On, you go, on. girl. Tell me. You have something in mind. I she can likes tell. chicken wings. I, I like, love chicken wings. Oh. My favorite food in, on earth. So what are your favorite chicken wings in L.A.? Uh, the buffalo wings from the Hudson in West Hollywood. Ooh. Very, very meaty and juicy, but zingy. Good, good, solid sauce, like nothing out of a bottle. Yeah. Um, so you like acid and spicy Yes. Wings. Yes, but, yes. Um, but I do really like uh, a nutty sweet Thai style wing, but I wouldn't know where the best place to go. Oh, man. Yeah, this game is hard, man. Um, okay, I'm going to give Emma the chicken wing one. What's your next one? What's your next uh, one? Italian. Oh, Rosso Blue, downtown. Or Soto in West L.A. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. No, I say Jelena for everything. Bestia, downtown. So there's three Italian Bestia, restaurants. okay, yeah. How's that? I shouldn't do this, but I'll Curry. say. Curry. Curry. What kind? Indian. Oh, Nothing That's in LA. That's a really hard LA, question. yeah. We've got to London to eat that. Why is that? No one, because you know, we don't have the English, the Indian influence uh, for as long as England has. Yeah. And the, the Indian food that we have that they claim to be Indian was actually Pakistani because no one really understood. So go to Simon Majumdar's house. Let's get him on the show because he, he loves to drink. And he's a very knowledgeable drinker, and he's a brilliant Indian chef. Plus, well. it'll be fun to hear uh, me try to pronounce his name when I've had a few drinks. Yes, and say also, it again. say the last name Majumdar. 
Ing is British Majumdar. and he's an Indian. Majumdar. I can And it'd be two Brits basically in you, so you'd be the American dude finally. <gasps> oh, I love that. that. And they can do a drinking game when I, that I have no chance of winning. And they're yeah. like, yeah. Hey. In 1972 on the cricket pitch, <laughs> Nigel, Nigel Brimmington of <laughs> Go on. Shitsfordshire. <laughs> Shitsfordshire in the north by Sherwood <laughs> Forest. Scored a... What do they score in cricket? I don't know. The game's too you know, long. You can't even win the British game. What do they score in cricket? Yeah. Do you Points. know who the Queen of England is? I don't know. Is she still alive? She's still it's around. been so long. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right, one more food. Barbecue. Oh, dude. I'm going to ask you guys that one. That one's hard, dude. Baby Blues barbecue. You guys are Baby, baby Blues people? We're baby yeah. Blues fans. I'm down with that. Yeah, it's authentic, that. given that we're in Los Angeles. That's true. That's what true. What about final one? <laughs> final food. Uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, sushi. Uh, I want Ooh. sushi. Yeah. Sushi. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Sushi Gen, G-E-N, downtown L.A. Old, Gen. like OG. The dude... That uh, the dude that owns that place is basically the guy who was a part of the team that created the California roll in 1972. Yeah, so go Hang see on, there Toyo. Are people out there who want him dead. No, no, no. He did the right thing, like in a good way. So sushi again, G G E N. Sushi again, okay. Yeah, I mean, like really, like everyone who knows sushi goes to eat there. At least so did he created something that that was really palatable if you weren't used to sushi, and other people stole it and made it. Shitty. No, no, no. Like, like that. <laughs> sushi history, okay? LA sushi history. In the 70s, there was a restaurant called Tokyo Gaikan, right? And it was the spot. And they created all these, you know, what we now call, like, you know, popular dishes, like spicy tuna, California. So, so again, but uh, really one of my favorite restaurants in LA. Faux show. Faux show. Faux show. See what he did, see what he did there? Um, <laughs> Well, listen, I, I feel like we've covered so uh, uh, many. Oh, uh -oh. Emma still got, what uh -oh. do you got? Get something else? I think it's time for booze news. Oh. Oh, booze news. It's such a shit. <laughs> We're getting my news. From the Drinky Fun Time News Desk, here's Emma Patterson with booze news. Hello, hello. It's that time. It's your favorite part of the show. I love this. When you learn something that actually happened and is real, nothing that Dan made up. So <laughs> in news this week... <laughs> Zero wasted cocktails. Imagine it. You don't get wasted off them. No, that's oh, not what hey. that's that booze no, news. That's not it. That's boo Actually, news. It's great. A London based pop up led by bartenders Ian Griffith and Kelsey Ramage, if you're listening, well done. They have sent ripples through the bar industry's rubbish bins. Sorry, I mean trash cans, because <laughs> it's catching on in a big way. What they've done is they've created an online platform called Trash Tiki, and it's pioneering the way for zero wasted cocktails, and this is how they're doing it. They're taking inspiration from whatever is left in the kitchen or is surplus behind the bar, and it's been known these bartenders, Ian and Kelsey, have made an almond-flavored syrup from ground coffee beans, uh, the remains of, sorry, of ground coffee, stale almond croissants discarded by the local bakeries. They just look around, see what they've got, and they are inspired to make their cocktails based on this. Don't look at me like that, Dan. It's well, I'm, uh, what I'm confused about, do you mean well, like if someone leaves a drink, they take that rest of that drink? <laughs> there is every, approximately bars have between seven and eight trash bags of organic waste every day. By organic, I mean fruit, vegetables, edible, oh. nothing stick that you can't consume. I love and, that. And uh, what this might come as a surprise as a surprise is that there are 133 billion pounds of food that end up in the garbage each year. We know this is bad. 40 None of Jet Tila's food, though. 40% come from restaurants alone. So... 
high profile chefs like Dan Barber, I don't know if you know these people. I do, read his and book. Moore, many book yeah. yeah, Couture have begun to tackle this issue in an earnest way by working with the bartenders. And uh, it's even trickled into beer making. Uh, the beer and spirits world are getting in on the action too. They've taken a UK based uh, brewery called Toast Ale, which is an award winning craft beer. Uh, beer company it has surplus bread of which they use to make their beer and uh make i don't know i guess so it makes your, so you're saying bread. you're gonna feel better about drinking it's gonna make this. the the <laughs> <laughs> yes basically and more more in, interesting cocktails out there because i'm gonna see if they have a bag so i can take this garnish with me yes because you're gonna need that, that for gonna, your next cocktail i'm gonna use but no, it it's, it's a real thing and that's exciting for the I restaurant and bar industry and there you go yeah what are you doing for the environment uh, you know, you know, I don't want to like become a bummer, but yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal on my radar. So I work with a company called Compass Group North America. They're the largest food service uh, organization on the world, based in England. Yes. Yep. And uh, twenty, you know, uh, the world throws away almost twenty five percent of its food, like just waste, absolute yeah. waste, and it doesn't need to be. So I created a program called VegRev uh, oh. to to basically uh, again uh, eat vegetables root to stem and not and try to utilize peelings and just right into what you're talking about it's very hot stuff right now and i like oh, this program like i just created it we ended on a really positive upbeat note i like that That's i try right. and make the i feel like upbeat. i should say something shitty <laughs> bring yeah. it back down bring us but down you know, baby i can't even do it that, i'm uplifted would you this. would you want a cocktail someone have made with a stale croissant um i it depends on how hungover i was <laughs> you know cuz you know in the morning it's like there's things that they can put in front of you in the morning that you'd never drink in the, you know, in the sober light of day. But it's like they, you know, they go, oh, man, I'm, I'm hungover. Here, that's why, like, stuff like Fernet became so popular. Because it's not good. It's not really that good. But, it's, but it, it just... Don't it, swear at us. You've just offended. I know. Yeah, all these bartenders. Many people, going, no. in, including producer Bo, who's not here to smack you well, in the face. Not. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, Jet is doing his part. I am. And that the people in England are doing their part. We are. Um, what are I'm, you doing? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go pee after this and recycle some of this. <laughs> some liquids. Some of what we just had. So, I think we've covered it all. And I want to first off say thank you, thank you, thank you to Jet Tila. Yeah. Oh no! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh. Yay! Oh. Everybody, thank listen you. to this crowd. Oh. They love him. They love him so much. Jet, uh, where can people find you on the social media? Real simple, guys. If you're on Facebook, go to Chef Jet Tila. If all other platforms, just Jet Tila, J-E-T-T-I-L-A, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all that stuff? Yeah, thanks for having and me. It was we're awesome at, to be here. We're at Drinky Fun Time. Uh, please, when you visit Los Angeles, if you're in Los Angeles, come to Bigfoot yes. Lodge. We want to thank Brandon Burkhart yeah. for coming on. Where yeah, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Made a, made a, there he is. Made us, made us the king and I with the Mekong. And, uh, of course, Emma, as always, I want to say thanks to you. Thanks. This is so much fun. And, and, oh, what do we have here? Uh-oh. Back in Mexico. I guess it's time to go. And we'll, I guess we'll see you next time around. Sing it, man. Drinky fun time. fun time. See, I sound like Paul McCartney. Yeah.
Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype and that he has come for his cocaine. As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, oh my God. <laughs> he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. 